Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. All right, Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Ron and Anian. Have the battery tested. Consider changing it a little early. Better be forewarned and forearmed than stuck out in the cold because being stuck in zero degree weather in a parking lot trying to get home is no fun and it can be deadly. The Car Doctor. Do you have a garage you can put this in at night? Yes. Is it heated? No. Okay. I'm surprised you're in Maine. It's 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 17, I know. It's 17 below. What's wrong with you? Uh, I know. Tell, tell mommy know. you need a heated garage. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, The Car Doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. <sighs> yeah, I knew that was coming. Um, hey, look at me, Tom. I'm a big international star. Dear Mr. Ron. Wait, Mr. Ron? Yeah. They apparently don't know you. Wait a minute. Dear Mr. Ron. And I hope I say this name right. Uh, my name is Jalawi. I'm a big fan of your show. I listen to you every day on Apple Podcast, right here on the other side of the planet, Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. I say, I say, road trip. So, what do you say, Tom? Come on, let's go do a remote. So, we'll do a remote in Saudi Arabia. Think of the fun we only can if have. I get some free oil. So, well, <clears throat> I'm thinking we could go ATV and out in the desert. So, you know, how far oh, could the, how far oh, could the too. desert go? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I have a problem with my 2015 GMC Sierra 1500 bone stock truck, zero modifications, 175,000 miles on it, and just broken in, as you always say. This guy does listen to the show. My problem is every time I press the brake pedal, there's a sound that goes like meow, like a little cat, and would last as long as my foot is pressing the brake pedal. It's important to mention that the sound goes away when pressing the brake pedal 90 to 100% down. The sound only comes when pressing down between 1% and 90% pressure on the pedal. I checked the booster for any visible damage. I don't think you're going to see any, Jalawi. And found no fl- and found nothing, no fluid leak, and the brake is functioning as it should. Local mechanics are betting that the booster is bad and needs to be replaced. However, the sound is very close to the brake pedal itself and can't be heard from outside the truck, only inside the cab. 
Am I having some sort of a leak in something causing this sound? It's becoming very annoying, and I can't stand it anymore. Sorry for the long message. I hope you can guide me with this one. Thanks so much. Be well. Um, yeah, absolutely. Listen, um, let's let's break it down and make it simple. Uh, we know it's a brake booster, uh, vacuum applied. I'm going to assume it's it's a you know a, a 2015 GMC Sierra USA version, um, something that's sold here that was brought there. Uh, not not too much of a big difference, so I'm not I'm not missing anything. Um, one thing to be aware of, depending upon what engine is in this, and you didn't mention that, I'm going to assume this is the brake system with the optional vacuum pump because a lot of them had the vacuum uh, boost pump on there, so it applies vacuum. And if it does, that's good. What you can do is um, get a scan tool and go in and look. You can look at PID values. It will show you vacuum. It'll show you a vacuum state of the booster. So it will show you. While the engine's sitting there idling, what sort of boost state or what sort of vacuum state the booster is in. And you can take that reading and then lightly press on the pedal. Does Do you see vacuum drop? Do you see vacuum change? And what I would also try is try this with the key on engine off so you can read data. Let the pump build the booster up. And as you slowly apply, if you hold your foot in that one position where it's making that cat-like noise, can you just watch the vacuum bleed off just all right because what that's telling me is it's bleeding vacuum and it's likely the internal seal where the push rod goes through to the brake booster and you know it's the same thing as it's just a vibrational noise it's it's like that blade of grass between your thumbs when you you know would blow through it on a summer day and you know make that vibrational sort of a sound so you know you could try that the other thing you could try is Disconnect the booster line going into the pump and apply the brake, all right? does the no, Is the noise gone? If the noise is gone, and obviously you're going to have to plug the vacuum line going into the booster because the truck will stall. It won't run with the line unplugged. That's a big vacuum leak. Um, but you're going to find that if the noise is gone and, you know, it, it, it doesn't make the noise anymore as you apply the pedal, that tells me there's no vacuum there. There's no more through your fingers. It's, it's a bad booster, and, you know, then you can, you know, change that in confidence. So uh, the other thing you could try, if we want to get a little crazier, is um, uh, bring up a scan tool. Watch on fuel trim. Does fuel trim change when it starts to make the noise? In theory, it's a noise, right? It's it's the booster itself is uh, the diaphragm is porous or the seal is failing. It's It's pulling air in, it sounds like. Where's fuel trim when you step on the pedal? If you can kind of catch it in that sweet spot, we used to use that all the time to find bad brake boosters. We would actually see a change in fuel trim, and you know, with a little bit of bottled propane, we would shoot some propane around. You'd have to pick the bellows. There's a, there's usually a black bellows or some sort of a bellows protective seal over the end where the pushrod goes into the booster in the firewall. But we would pull that bellows back, shoot a little propane up in there while we're stepping on the brake pedal, holding it in the right spot watching on a scan tool. If we see fuel trim change as a result of propane induction, we know the booster's leaking and it's drawing it right up the booster line and into the engine. So, um, you know, just a couple of things you can do there. I don't think that's that hard of a problem to fix. Uh, just, you know, th- think of it outside the box. If you think it's the booster, how would you prove the booster bad, even though the brakes seem to be working? You know, traditionally, we see boosters fail, you know, to the point that they just stop working. It's it's a yes or no proposition. This one, just for whatever reason, is right on the borderline, and it may take a while. The other thing to be aware of is, I just realized, too, is if this has the brake booster pump, the brake booster vacuum pump, the booster pump 
could be bad. And it's pulling oil out of the engine, allowing oil to pass through the pump and into the brake booster. The brake booster is bad because it's diluted with oil. So, you know, when you take the booster off, you know, turn it upside down, you know, through the hole, shake it. Do you see any oil residue in there? If you've got oil residue in the booster, you've probably got the small brake booster pump itself, um, you know, that, that supplies or builds additional vacuum. That brake booster pump for the booster is failed. Um, at the very least, a bad check valve, but usually we put booster pumps on it just to uh, be complete. So a couple of things to go for. Um, and that's it. That's all I got, Jalawi. So uh, give me another email or give us a call. We'd love to, I wonder what time that is in Saudi Arabia uh, that the show's on. You know, we're live on the network Saturdays 2 to 4. And, um, well, look at that. Saudi Arabia, Australia. I, you know, and I talked to... I couldn't remember. It took me a while to remember Dr. Richard McCann. I hadn't heard from him in a while, and I, I remembered Richard. I had to think of his last name, and I reached out to him by email the other day. He's doing well. He's uh, he's building prototype parts for his car because uh, they they're short of brake parts. I forget what it was. It was some British exotic something, um, uh, but he's building brake calipers there. And you know, I have to find his email and read it because I love the way he writes. It's just. You know, on their on their machinery and the way they, he describes it and stuff. But um, you know, look at this—it's an international show. Let's pull over and take a quick pause before we go to the phones, which are lit up at eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero, and get our get our business out of the way. I'm Ron Anini and the Car Doctor. I'll return right after this. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's more fun than listening to Ron and Amy and the Car Doctor and getting that car fixed right? 855-560-9900. Give Ron a call. Now, back to Ron. Hey, let's get over to Ray in Vegas. Oh, wait, Dodge Dakota and an intermittent no crank. Ray, welcome to the Car Doctor, sir. How can I help? Hi, good morning. Um, yes, sir. All right, well, we, we just... Uh, it uh, it'll uh, it'll it'll just 
intermittently it'll start up and then and then it won't then for a while it won't start up and now we're at the point where um if we jump start it it starts and goes down the road we had the battery and the alternator checked out and they were you know doing what they're supposed to and they right. were up to charge well when you when you say it, we, it, it doesn't start uh ray is it is it there's no crank it's no crank you turn the key and what happens? Do you have dash lights, but the engine doesn't turn over? It, the starter makes no sound? Or you have no dash lights, nothing? Uh, the the dash lights come on. Like you said, the, the dash lights come on, but the engine just, uh, there, there's no uh, cranking sound. Okay. And we did, have a, we did have a starter put in. We bought at one of the auto parts stores. Okay. And um, had an acquaintance put the starter in for us. And that worked for a little while, and then the intermittent thing started again. All right. So, you know, I'm kind of a, you know, I'm getting older. I'm getting, I don't think the word is lazy. I think I like to think I'm getting smarter. Um, if I'm chasing an intermittent, an intermittent no crank on something, all right, and dash lights are good, and I verified, and listen to what I say, I verified good, clean connections at the battery, both sides, and I verify that I've got a good, clean ground at the engine block and the chassis. Uh, you know, in New Jersey, in 08 Dakota would be, you know, we could carry it around in a thimble in our pocket because it would have rusted away by now. So in, in Vegas, I'm not sure what the corrosive factor is, but just so long as there's not a lot of rust and it's not getting crunchy, I'm just always cautious on older Chryslers, especially Dakotas, you know, what sort of shape is chassis and ground and, and things like that. And so because we always think of power, we never think of ground. Um, so I just want to verify good power, good ground, good connections, voltage drop things. And, and a voltage drop is just a fancy way of saying I want to make sure that each circuit regarding the starter can handle the load it's assigned. All right. So it, 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 if, it if they've done any sort of testing for that, the next thing I'm going to do is down at the starter, there's a, you know, because this is intermittent, there's a yellow light gray wire. That's the solenoid feed. When you... When you turn when you turn the key to on to crank when you apply to crank, all right, the engine computer the PCM grounds the dark green orange wire leading into the underhood integrated power module, and it then closes the relay for the starter and applies power out to the yellow. I want to know if that yellow is hot. If that yellow shows battery voltage when it doesn't crank depending upon where you've made your test point, that tells me that it's got power to the starter. The starter's just not cranking. Now I'm thinking I've got a bad new starter, which is possible, or I'm back to I've got a ground problem, a ground connection coming from the battery to the engine block just because of age. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, and, I, I can I can follow your logic. Not, yeah. not so much that I... I I know a lot about it, but yeah. And and, and, and the way I would do this, the way I would do this is I would get out to, do you have an auto zone by you in Vegas? Get out to your local auto zone? Yes, we do. Okay. Go over to your local auto zone yes, auto parts and tell them you're looking for a 194 side marker bulb. All right. A 194 side marker bulb. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a real simple two uh, single filament, two prong bulb. You'll understand when you see it um, that they, I mean, my gosh, the manufacturers used it in, you know, how many millions of cars. It's going to be common. They'll have it in their electrical connector uh, uh, section because AutoZone has all this stuff. 
and it will allow you to, what I want you to do is I want somebody to wire that bulb into that yellow gray wire. And then I want that, you know, the neat thing would be is if they could figure out how to get that up into, what I would do is I would either put it, you know, put it between so it sticks out between the hood and the chassis, close the hood, so now the bulb is just sort of sitting there, okay? Or if they mm-hmm. could if they could get it into the passenger compartment somehow, run it through a door jam, all right? Mm-hmm. So every time you go to start the car, that bulb's going to light, right? Uh, yeah. Right? And then, you, and then you'll right. so you now know what good looks like, and and when it doesn't light, you're going to go okay. It didn't crank, the bulb didn't light. I now I know the starter's good. The wire down to the starter is likely good. My problem is that way in the circuit, and that's all we're trying to do. We're trying to figure out which direction the problem is. Otherwise, we're just guessing. We're going to keep swapping parts. Now, if you really want to get fancy, okay, and I've done this. Buy two 194 connectors. You're going to put one on the yellow wire that's the solenoid feed. You're going to put one on the dark green orange wire, which is the ground for the starter relay. And you're going to put them side by side. Now watch this trick. You're going to make make the yellow wire for the starter solenoid a white bulb. And you're going to make the ground leg the orange bulb. Okay. And now when it doesn't uh-huh. start, all I would if you were at the shop, now when it doesn't start, all I have to ask you is, you know, I just have to go, Ray, which bulb didn't light? You'll tell me neither. Now I know the PCM isn't applying ground, and now I can go look at the circuit. If you tell me that you had the orange bulb lit, that tells me we had ground. Either we've got a bad relay or we've got a problem inside uh-huh. the integrated. See how I'm backtracking? I'm working my way through the circuit. Right. You know, and all I'm doing is I'm just using a couple of bulbs. That's because this is intermittent. That's what makes it. That's what makes it harder. So what I'm what I'm offering to you is a method of you're basically carrying the mechanic with you. All right. You know, it's 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 just yeah. simple. If and I'll tell you what, if the mechanic you're going to is, do you have a regular mechanic you go see? Well, yeah, uh, yes and no. Sometimes we get help from. Uh you know, like a neighbor's friend of a neighbor. Okay. And, As, or we go, we go to a shop, and they start. They 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 want to fix everything from one end of the truck to the other. Right. Yeah. No. <laughs> and, we don't, uh, yeah. We're not saying to do that either. Yeah. It's just you know, and that's not to say that yeah. there is there isn't another condition in this truck that's not creating this. Like I said, this is a 15 year old Chrysler. I'm always concerned about rust and corrosion. Uh, I've got a few of these running around that you know I need a tetanus shot every time I look at them. So it's uh you know it's a, it's a concern but you know what I'm trying to offer you is if somebody were to look at a wiring diagram just for the starting system they would see this it's break that you know there's 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 roughly six wires in the starter circuit for this vehicle this is a pretty simple truck back in the day what I'm trying to do is using that 194 bulb and socket setup you're going to get from AutoZone as you're going to now be able to pinpoint what wire isn't sending signal at the time of failure and a and a and a, 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 a real mechanic, a diagnostician, would be able to sit there and go, well, let's see. I had power. I didn't have ground. Where's the ground leg? Go follow that out, and and work their way through the circuit. So, because the way you're going, you're just going to replace every part in the truck until you either get tired of it, sell the truck, or just find the problem. It gets to be expensive. Exactly. So, okay, so 195 bulb. 194. Uh, one or two. Get yeah, one, one or, orange and one. One nine a 194 bulb. 
you know, they're cheap. It's probably going to, I bet you it's $15 in yeah. material. And, you know, get yourself right. a wiring diagram. Get yourself a copy of, of the circuit. Um, if you can't find a wiring diagram for this truck, you shoot me an email and I'll email it back to you, Ron, at cardoctorshow.com. And, mm-hmm. you know, they can wire this in and understand the theory behind what we're trying to do. Well, well why does it, the, like, why does it start when you put a jumper on it? When you put it, like, when you jump it? That's what makes me think we've got a bad grounder connection somewhere. Remember the first part of this conversation. Yeah, remember the first part of this conversation. What was the first thing I said to you? Making sure battery uh-huh. connections and cables are good, clean, and tight, and you have a good ground at both ends. That's key. Okay. All right. So, okay. um, you okay. know, it's it's 15 years old. I can't tell you how many 15 year old vehicles I've worked on in my lifetime that had a problem like exactly. this. And and the person would say, yeah. yeah, but you know, it's it's it was never like this. And then we found out three years ago somebody put an engine in the truck before they bought it. And the ground cable for yeah. the battery is attached to a painted block. Nobody ever cleaned the block properly. And every once in a while it, it has poor connectivity and poor contact and it goes into this no crank condition, which is why they sold the truck in the first place and nobody could figure it out. I don't know. I just okay. <laughs> just just saying, Ray. So all right, sir. Hey, thank you so much. I'm really glad I, I, I called. I, I listened to your show a few times. You know, on the weekend, I'll be turning the dial, and, and I, I, uh, I kind of somebody calls, and, and the way you uh, you help talk people through it is uh, that's what I'm here for, is, brother. Thought, well, I've got a kid yeah. number and call you. So, so I'm glad you did. Wonderful right? what you do. Thank you, sir. I'm glad you stopped at this point on the dial, and I was glad to be able to speak with you. And don't forget, email me if you need more. Ron at CarDoctorShow.com. I'll be back right after this. Don't go away. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. 
Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Michael Rappaport, and my wife, Kibi Rappaport, starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here I come in my 57 cheese and real rider. Pink perfection with a custom Welcome back. Ronnie and the car, Dr. Hero. Let's, let's go over to Gene in Georgia. 04 Nissan Frontier. Gene, welcome to the car doctor, sir. How can I help? Hi, how you doing? Yes, sir. I enjoy your show, and I thank you for what you do. Thank you. Uh, yeah, what I what I got a problem with is uh, yeah, I got a 2004 Nissan Frontier, 2.4 liter, XE. Okay. I got a code of T0420, which I did a diagnostic on, and I cleared. And then I went to take the emissions test, and uh, it passed for everything except for readiness, which I think is... Uh, the time you got to drive or something like that. Right. After I cleared the code, the check engine light did not come on. So from what it says, I think it's got a problem with a catalytic converter or the oxygen sensors. And I believe I have two oxygen sensors on the vehicle. And uh, I was thinking about changing out the uh, oxygen sensor. Uh, I guess it would be the one nearest the catalytic converter. Okay. Let's 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 back up. Let's understand the code. All right, Gene. Let's okay. let's understand what they're talking about. So, right. a P0420 is an indication that the onboard computer. And we're going to talk generically because this 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 is a generic code. It applies to every vehicle out there on the road since 1996. Is the catalytic converter isn't meeting its efficiency requirements? A catalytic converter, by law, by the Clean Air Act of 1991, mandates that dependent upon your make and model of vehicle, it has to reduce its emissions after the cat it comes in at one level and goes out the other level by a minimum of 70%. And they, they look for an 80% reduction in, in harmful pollutants from one end of the cat to the other. And they do this through a process of internal um, heat and temperature and, and, and catalytic change. That's why it's a catalytic converter that we're not going to go into here. We've only got a half hour left in today's show. Uh, <laughs> so that, yeah. be, that, that, that being said, all right, emissions come in the front, or I'm, I'm sorry, exhaust comes in the front, exhaust goes out the back of the cat. The forward oxygen sensor reports how much oxygen is going into the cat. The after the cat oxygen sensor is reporting how much oxygen comes out of the cat. I don't remember much from high school chemistry, except getting yelled at all the time because I was always trying to make those weird test tube experiments and blowing things up when I wasn't supposed to be. But I do remember that oxygen was a vital part of most temperature and chemical reactions and catalytic changes. So they're using the presence of and then the lack of oxygen to show state of change or state of efficiency of the cat. You with me? Yeah. So P0420 could be a faulty O2 sensor, but it should also see an O2 sensor fault. All right? The, 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 the rule of thumb, and it's not cast in stone because every car is a little different, but the rule of thumb is that they, change, they test every sensor on every vehicle four to six different ways. Think about that. All right? If, if they could test 
you know, if, if, if they're looking for or looking at a bad O2 sensor, don't you think they're more likely to say, hey, the O2 didn't meet its minimum requirement versus pick on the cat? Right? Makes sense, yeah. right? So that being said, what's going on here? How does a catalytic converter work? Catalytic converter, if you looked at the front O2 sensor, an oxygen sensor is basically like the thermostat in your house. You set the thermostat to 70 degrees, the heat comes up. The, therm- the furnace shuts off, the heat goes down, the, furnace, the, uh, the, the heat goes down. When the heat reaches a certain point, the furnace comes back up. If we looked at that on-off action that the thermostat was creating, if we looked at that as a voltage line, it would be up and it would be down, and it would be up and it would be down, right? So the forward O2 is seeing varying states of oxygen. The voltage signal would always rise and fall, up and down, up and down, up and down. If the catalytic converter, and a catalytic converter is designed chemically, it holds oxygen, all right? I always say it this way, and nothing against people that like to eat hero sandwiches, but it's sort of like that guy who likes to sit at the counter and eat a hero sandwich until he can't eat anymore, all right? He can, he can just eat and eat and eat and eat and eat. A catalytic converter can just store oxygen and store oxygen and store oxygen. And if we looked at a voltage signal out of a downstream or after the CATO2 sensor... It would be a steady high voltage. You with me? Yeah. So sooner or later, that, that guy at the counter eating that Italian hero burps, right? Well, right. So, so does the O2 sensor. Because the catalytic converter reaches a peak efficiency max. It just can't hold anymore, and it starts to give up oxygen, and you would see the O2 sensor signal fall. The moment that O2 sensor signal falls, the computer has calculated how long did he take keep eating the sandwich. He started eating it here. He ate it for seven and a half seconds, and then he burped, all right? And that's where the math comes from. That's how it knows. So, you know, it's likely this is not an O2 sensor. This is likely the guy at the counter can't eat the sandwich for seven seconds like he's supposed to because some of his internal material is worn away or it's contaminated or it's corroded. Does that... I don't see the... I'm sorry. I don't see the O2 sensor... After the catalytic converter, I only see it right in front of it, and there's one maybe right at the uh, near the on the manifold near the engine block. Then you're looking at the wrong cat. There's there should be there should now there could be two cats on this car too. I only got one cat. Okay, there has to be an O2 sensor in front of the cat. Has to be. There wasn't. There is one in front, but I don't see one in the back. There has to be. There has to be two O2 sensors in this vehicle. I've never seen one where there wasn't. That otherwise, how would they? Otherwise, there's no way to measure. And show efficiency for P0420. So you're mi- you're missing something. There's got to be there's got to be a, a pre-cat and a post-cat O2 sensor on this vehicle. Guaranteed. I don't guarantee the, a the lot. The only thing I saw was the one right in front, and there's also right at the. Uh, if I open up the uh, hood, right, it looks like there's a sensor right there. Right. Well, then there then your catalytic converter is part of your exhaust manifold. Those are your two sensors. So there are two sensors. You're just expecting to see them down on the pipe, right? I'm expecting. Yeah, I'm seeing. I'm looking for them to see be uh, behind the uh, ca- catalytic converter. I only see one in the front. Right. Uh, judging it from front to back. Where, where, uh, wherever that first O2 is, the cat. Yeah. The cat is right after that, and this might be a manifold cat. That second cat that you're seeing, that there is no O2 sensor after it. Yeah. Could be what we call an unmonitored cat meaning they don't regulate it, they don't look after it, 
They don't really care about it. They just know it's there and it has to stay there. Otherwise, the vehicle is an emissions tamper. But you're, you're, the point at where your catalytic converter is is between that first sensor and the second. That's just the way the law works. It's there. You just don't see it. It's part of the manifold, but it's there. has to be there. Or the system's been modified. You the original owner on the truck? Yes. Okay, then you would know. Now, as far as the monitors are concerned, when you went to high school, what was your worst subject? Uh, probably uh, English. Okay. Did you take every test? As long yeah. as as long as mom as long as mom made you go right? right. So and and you completed every test, but did you pass every test? So yeah. so the way a computer works is it runs its monitor or it runs its test on each individual component: catalytic converter, evaporative emission. Um, O2 sensor, and so on down the line. It runs a test on every component at some point during the drive cycle, operational use of the vehicle during the course of the day. Okay? Now, at some point, that monitor meets the right conditions, right? Mrs. Smith put the lights on in the room, the windows were open, it was cool out, you finished the test under the right conditions, right? Right now, your catalytic converter test, your, your, your self-test for the cat, the monitor for the cat, has not run because the conditions are not ideal. All right? So until that cat self-test runs, you won't know if this cat is efficient or if that was a one-time fluke of the failure. Now, I'll tell you how I get cat monitors to run, or I'll know for sure. The most common test is I take it out on the highway, 55 to 60 miles an hour, no more. I put it on cruise control. I go for a nice steady drive, and I'll watch it on a scan tool. Okay? And that puts, the, uh-huh. that puts the vehicle usually in the right mode, the right operational position, that it will run the cat monitor. Now, you could, have some, you could have a dirty catalytic converter, too. If you want to spend a couple of bucks and try something simple, do you have an AutoZone by you? Yeah. Go over there and see if they have Berryman Emissions Pass Cleaner. All right? Berryman. Berryman. All right, and I'll get you the exact name. Yeah, it's Berryman's Emissions Pass Protection. It's a heavy-duty fuel system cleaner that Berryman's makes that will clean injectors, intake valves, intake runners, and help clean up the catalytic converter. If the catalytic converter has contaminant on it, that could possibly help clean it up. No promises, but it's just another method or another way to attack before you get into a cat. Do you put that in the gas tank? In the gas tank. Okay. All right? I'll try that. AutoZone should have it. All right. Not that code is it most probably the uh, a defective uh, catalytic converter, maybe? It's, it's, or well, it's, it, it could be a dirty cat. It's showing you inefficiency of the catalytic converter. That's what it's showing you by definition. If you have an exhaust leak ahead of the cat, you'll set that code. So everybody assumes a P0420 is always a bad cat. There are other things that can cause it. It's right. common, but it's not guaranteed. All right. Okay. Do, now, one added thing I could tell you. Is, well, I'll tell you uh, what. Sit tight a minute. Let me let me pull over. Let me just take this quick pause because we're going to run late. I'm running any in the car, okay. Doctor. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Michael Rappaport, and my wife, KB Rappaport, starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Ronnie and the car doctor here. Gene, you're still there, sir. Okay. Yeah, real quick. Uh, one added note I was going to say. When I cleared the code, Ron, uh, what happens is it may go 30, 50 miles, and then the check engine light comes back on. Okay. So, you know, once you clear it, it'll stay off until about, you know, maybe 50 miles. Right. Did you ever go to, when you went to high school, how many periods did you have? Seven, eight? I had eight. There was yeah. eight, eight periods, right? So yeah. if I knew the English test was at the end of the day? It took me seven periods to get there. I had to walk through seven periods of classes or seven segments of classes, right? For the right. for the cat monitor to run, it may take thirty or fifty miles before it finally runs its test. It's just oh. it's just that simple. And okay. here I I thought of something you can do real quick. You have a scan tool. Does it have data stream on it? Uh, no, it's just a uh, basic a scanner. TV. Okay, so if you want if you want to prove which is oxygen sensor one and oxygen sensor two. Yeah. All right, and do this with the engine cold. This way you don't burn your hands. Disconnect one of the O2s. Start the truck up. It'll set a fault code. It's, if, you, if you disconnect the front one, it's going to send a fault code for bank one sensor one inactivity or bank one sensor one heater. It's going to tell you by definition of code which one you unplugged. It's going to prove to you there are two O2s in this vehicle. All right. Okay. Nothing related to what we're talking about, just showing you how things are laid out. Go do what you gotta got to do. You. Go visit your AutoZone. Call me back if you need more. All right, kiddo, I got to go. Be well. Let's go to Brian real quick and uh, get him started. Brian, I got a minute, and then we're going to come back to you and finish you on the backside. What's going on? All right. Quick question. What was that thermostat that you talked about that was bad, or there was a good brand that you named. Motorrad. It wasn't made out of plastic. Motorrad. What was it? Motorrad. M-O-T-O. Motorrad. 
M-O-T-O-R-A-D. They make all sorts. They, they make thermostats. They make all sorts of sensors. Their stuff meets ISO nine thousand testing uh, specifications. Great stuff. All right. My friend has a uh, 2015 Rogue. Okay. Where his thermostat is screwed at this point. Okay. All right. <laughs> so I'm wondering, would that be in a Rogue of 2015? Well, I don't know if it's plastic or not, but you'd have to go to the Motorrad website and then look it up by application to see if they make one. I'm sure they do. Motorrad actually makes a lot of OE parts that um, you know meet manufacturer specs. The manufacturers are using them in a lot of direct applications. As a matter of fact, the conversation you heard me talking about was the local Jeep dealer was using Motorrad thermostats because they couldn't buy them from Chrysler anymore, and that's what generated that conversation way back when. So, But yeah, get out to Motorrad.com, check out their website, and I bet you you're going to find they make a thermostat for that vehicle, and then get yourself over to your local AutoZone, and they'll have it for you. 855-560-9900. Ron and Andy and the Car Doctor coming back right after this. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the back seat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Michael Rappaport, and my wife, Kibi Rappaport, starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I'm tired. What a busy two hours. Holy cow. Um, I tell you what, time flew by, but boy, we sure fixed a lot of cars this week. Um, one more. Let's just do this. Let's answer this email. Ron, a while back you had on your show a guy from New Hampshire that treated vehicle engine compartments with a spray that deters critters. 
critters in cars. I love it. I can't seem to find them online, probably just not searching correctly. If you remember who this was, if I remember who this was, are you kidding? Could you please send this company's info? Dave, Dave writes in. Um, yeah, Dave, you're talking about New Hampshire Oil Undercoating, NewHampshireOilUndercoating.com. Absolutely a great product. And you're speaking directly about their product called Mouse Out. Uh, Mouse Out is an oil spray that... And they do it different. You know, NH oil undercoating does this way different than everybody else. Everybody else has a has some sort of a product that's it's either tape or pepper smell or something that we as humans can smell too. Mouse out is a predatory spray to deter the animals so that they leave, so that they think there's an animal nearby. It, it creates a scent that, you know, when, when another animal is nearby that a mouse will smell it, you know, a cat or something, and it, it leaves. So it's not disruptive to us as human beings, which is great because we're the vehicle owners. We're operating the vehicle. We don't have to smell this, you know, peppermint or pepper or whatever the heck it is. But you're thinking of mouse out, and you will find it on their website, nhoilundercoating.com. As a matter of fact, we're working on, um, we're going to be doing a, a quick video in the shop. I've got a van that's going to be that's getting prepped to have the NH oil undercoating process done to it. Uh, it's in the process of hanging, having an engine put in it, and once the engine is done, we're then going to show you how to spray the vehicle. It's a 99 Chevy Astro van. I'm sorry, a 2000 Chevy Astro van. And the owner wants to drive it another 20 years. And I told him there's only one way I know to do that, and that's to keep it from rusting. And the only thing I know in the marketplace to keep it from rusting is New Hampshire oil, New Hampshire oil undercoating. And uh, we're going to give it the treatment once the engine is back in it in a couple of weeks, maybe a month or so. So look for that. We'll put it up on our website. But um, just uh, just keep that in mind. And yeah, that's what you're looking for. NHOilundercoating.com. You're looking for mouse out, Dave. I appreciate the letter. Hey, till the next time, I'm Ron Anany and the Car Doctor telling you good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.